Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about uh, in Young Indiana Jones, episode 20. Um, fun fact, they took all of these off of Amazon Prime to watch. So we're we back were like, to YouTube. Oh no, we're screwed. <laughs> Turns out we were going to skip one because on Amazon it skips episode 20. So uh, thank God we didn't skip this episode. It was definitely one of the best of them that I think we've seen. It is. It was, it definitely had some surprises. I still wouldn't call it my favorite, but it was, no. it's, definitely, it's definitely up there. It's up there. It was a really good episode, and I'm really excited. Um, first, right off the gate, we see that uh, it's, that Harrison Ford is in this episode, uh, just right there in the credits. Oh, I totally miss, I, I must have not been paying attention when it was starting. I must have been, like, getting ready or something, because I didn't, and I saw Harrison Ford's face, and that's when I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, driving the car through the snow. Yes! Um, they're like, Harrison, we're gonna need you to come in for the show. And he's like, what do I get to do? And he's like, well, you get to be in a car chase in the snow. In the snow. And then he's like, what? <laughs> and you get to be in the, you get to be in the sh- in the show, in the episode for a total of five minutes. <laughs> uh, you have literally nothing to do, and, um, you're going to be just a, a middle-aged Indiana Jones. So there you go. Yeah, he he definitely looked like he had aged by the time he uh, did this did this episode. Uh, <laughs> it, it's crazy because I didn't expect to see Harrison Ford in this role at all. And, uh, yeah, yes. and, and and seeing him just like kind of doing indie things, being really confident and cocky, uh it was it was fun. Um I just I loved it. So we get we get to him just kind of walking through the snow with this uh, Native American friend. Yeah, um, they're getting chased by some bad guys, of course. I mean, what else yeah. is he doing? Um, and there's He's a snowstorm happening. Yeah, there's a snowstorm happening, and they're heading towards a cabin uh, out in the mountains somewhere, I guess. Um, and they're like, no one's gonna look for us through this blizzard. And they kind of sit down, and they find some instruments i think he finds like a like a pan flute from his uh from his tribe yeah Uh, and then indy finds a what's it called a soprano saxophone yeah so i mean i can play the little clip of him talking about it i think it would be kind of cute to hear some harrison ford in this considering that we haven't um seen or heard from him the entire show and didn't think we would I passed. 
University of Chicago. You planned that? No. No, I was a waiter. But that's an art in itself. You know, you don't start at the top. You work your way up. Perfect your style. Till you are at the top, like Colosimo's restaurant. Best food, best service, and best jazz in Chicago. I was crazy about jazz. Okay. Indie just jazz. Oh, yeah. And and the blues, because the episode's called The Mystery of the Blues. Yeah, which kind of was a little weird because they spent most of their time talking about jazz, and then they're like, but also there's blues. Yeah, I think this episode... Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of, like, cover it all at the very end, but there, I definitely had some problems with this episode, and I kind of wanted it to go more one way when it went kind of another way. Um, definitely, definitely. So we just get to, again, why they decided to open this episode with Harrison Ford, I don't understand, because I was actually wanted to see what Harrison Ford was, like, I wanted to see what older Indy was up to, like, with like with this uh, Native American guy. Like, yeah. Like, I was like, wait, that's just, that's it? And then we're just going to basically jump into a normal episode of, of Young Indy? I just don't, it <laughs> really threw me for a loop. I was not expecting this, and I, I couldn't get over it for the first, like, 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> You're like, but what about Harrison? Yeah. So, like, so are we just um, never going to see Harrison ever again? Like, what's happening? Um, yeah. But yeah, so we just get to see Indy, you know, working in working in restaurants, uh, being a waiter and listening to jazz and being real uh, being real dorky about jazz. He oh my god, he just sits there dork. and listens to so much jazz oh and my then gosh. he's like try he, he yeah, he talks to the to the lead guy who happens to be uh Jeffrey Wright. Um, yes. From Westworld. Awesome. Uh, Westworld. This guy has been a character back actor for like fucking 30 years and then he just pops up in Westworld and is killing it so hard that everybody's like, dude, this guy's awesome, you know? Oh my gosh, completely. And uh, he's really mean towards Indy at first. You know, Indy's just trying to be his friend, trying to, you know, he keeps saying, I want to listen to you guys jam. Like, I'm just like, Indy, can you just (laughs) stop being such a square? Yeah. um, And so the guy's not very nice to him. I think his name's Sid. Um, I'm I'm more than assuming that he is a person in actual history. Uh, You think so? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming... Oh, yeah, I mean, I can, I'm going to check the wiki. Let's see. Mystery of the Blues. Um, well, anyway, I guess basically uh, Indy just like watches a lot of jazz, especially in the first half of this um, show. Although I did love how it really tried to make us feel like it's 1920 in in Chicago like it was really kind of like a good organizing like it really felt like everyone was in this mindset you know yeah like kind of with the um the racial assumptions of jazz at the time and the blues and like pretty much the the separation of people it was uh and of course we love seeing Indy like get in the middle of that and just be you know the shining light of, you know, just wanting to be friends with everyone. And, um, and yeah, and with the speakeasies and going and like people ordering teas when they're actually getting, like when, uh, 
when, uh, what's his name? Indy takes his roommate, Elliot, to to the, the jazz club and he, they order water, but they get served gin because it's totally during Prohibition and, you know, you really cannot be ordering alcohol at this time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it felt very much like this time period. Um, and, yes, I just looked up Sydney. His name is Sydney ba- yes. Baquet. Bechet. Bechet? Yes. <laughs> Emily, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. My bad. Uh, um, so, yeah. He's, he's very much yeah, real. He, he was real. Jazz uh, musician Sydney Bechet. Yeah, and even though I thought the first, like, the first, of course, this this is all one continuous episode, but it kind of had, like, two parts, um, almost. So kind of like one of those weird, uh, not with any of those, what are they called, transitions. It's just uh-huh. a, kind of a full-length episode. Um, yeah, but the yeah. First, but the first half is, like you said, definitely, it's, it's a little slower pace, but I still enjoyed it, which is indie kind of, you know... We don't really know if he's slacking in school, but he's definitely, you know, not going to some classes, staying out late every night, going to listen to jazz music, playing his instrument all the time, trying to practice so he can play with Sid um, and the rest of the guys. Um, (laughs) And he's just really taking a liking to jazz and not really caring about his schoolwork at the time. Um, So we just kind of see a lot of that. And Elliot is not happy about it. He's like... He's like, can you not come come at home so late and be loud? Like, if you're going to come in at 4 a.m., can you, like, not be annoying? <laughs> like, and he takes Elliot to the club, and yes. get, Elliot gets in a bunch of, of trouble. And then Indy has to basically say, well, I'll work, you know, I'll help you out uh, for his stupid mistake. And then uh, Sydney's like, all right, you, you're all right. Get out of here. <laughs> um. So I just looked up his roommate, Elliot Ness, and he, uh, I will mention what he, he has to do with the second half, which there's a lot of people that basically everybody who he has into contact with is kind of an important figure in this, which is really cool. Well, yeah. And the, the, uh, journalist he meets, we met him before, right? Oh, oh yes, Emily. Yes, he- we have. Hemingway? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> okay. It. It shamelessly took me uh, pretty much the entire part of the, of like the second half of the episode to realize that was Hemingway. I was like staring at his face and I was like, we know him from something. Where do we know him from something? And I just kept staring at him and staring at him. And then I figured it out and I was like, it's fucking Hemingway. (laughs) Oh, I love him. He's great. And then I had to look up if he actually worked for the Chicago Tribune. And it turns out he did. Oh, wow. Okay. So very excited about that. Um, it, it just really seemed like they really blended two episodes together versus the, the things that actually happened in uh, Chicago at the time. So, um, yeah. yeah. Especially with kind of all this different stuff happening at the same time. Like, I mean, with the with the rise of jazz and the and the mob and um, and prohibition, like I mean, all these things, like it, and maybe not all happening in the same place exactly, but definitely all these things could have been happening at the exact same time. So, like, well, why certainly not, why not in just the nightclub yes. scene, um, I'm gonna uh, play the clip of uh, when Indy gets the, the explanation from Sydney about his new. Um, little saxophone that he starts to learn to play um 
This saxophone is just adorable, honestly. It's so tiny, this little soprano saxophone. It's 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 just so cute. Yeah, and you could tell that Sean Patrick Flannery doesn't actually know how to play this thing. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like it's it's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Sax. A little just you say soprano sax, huh? Well, I didn't really get to play it much. I just started kind of You have a soprano sax? Yeah, I just picked it up at a pawn shop. Played around with it a little bit, but uh, I think I like those straight ones. Yeah. Good sound, but I can't get enough out of it. Needs a lot of lip. Give it a try. Me? <laughs> you said you played. He's such a Yeah, dork. but I figured anyone who Loved jazz. Might want to fool around with playing. Sure. Are you sure? Okay, wow. Maybe someday I can jam with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, why don't you practice a little bit? Why don't you practice a little bit, he said. So. That's good. It's cute. So, yeah, uh, what does Indy do? He fucking never stops practicing. <laughs> yeah, he is practicing for so long, um, and he... I didn't think he sounded that bad, but on, on, like, when he was practicing, I didn't think he sounded bad, but then the night that he was actually playing with Sid, Sydney and the band, yeah. it sounded, sounded terrible. Um, oh, yeah. Like, let, let's talk about that scene where he goes, um, he goes to the frat party. Elliot is like, oh, we got invited to a frat party. Yes. Let's go. This, this beautiful cheerleader that I love is going to be there. You can introduce me because you guys know each other. And this girl, <laughs> this girl <laughs> was something. Um, anyway, so they go, uh, Indy could really care less. He just really wants to practice his, his sex and he brought it, um, and we got like a what is it a barbershop quartet like playing like singing for the singing for the group at this party. Yeah, they're the real squares. <laughs> yeah, this this party was so stiff. There was like <laughs> <laughs> this music was so like square. Um, it was really quite hilarious. And you know this girl is definitely into indie because you know who who isn't in love with indie. Um, He's and just so darn cute. I mean, look at how could you g- give up that little smile? He's he's just adorable. I know he's just he's too much, and of course Sydney was going to end up liking him because you can't you can't not like Indy. He's just a pure pure gold soul. Like it's just <laughs> he's, he's just, definitely like less. Uh, he's just more. Le- he's less jaded than he is when he's Harrison Ford. Like Harrison Ford is such a jaded Indy, yeah. and. And we get a real like lovely open about everything indie when he's he's Sean Patrick Flannery, so you know. Yeah. And so uh he's talking up the sax, you know, saying that he might he might play one day. Well he says that he plays with a band, even though he hasn't played with the band yet. Um Yeah, and the girl's like, Yo, you he can play professional. 
Yeah, so she gets him up there. He kind of starts playing, and you know his little his little addition to the song that they were singing or playing was uh was really good. I I really liked it. And then of course they're like, you know, we don't play that kind of music here. It's not a what do they call it? like a brothel or something? Oh, I, I I can pl- oh. I'll play it, dude. I'll play the clip. <laughs> you have the clip. I, I got wow. her, I got her ready. I'm wow. ready. Wow, good, good. Uh, yeah, do okay. It. But hey, I can see you right in the middle of a set. Indy has played with professionals. Okay, Mr. Virtuoso, hop on up. You know, April showers. Oh, April showers. We don't like brothel music. <laughs> brothel music? This isn't brothel music. It's the Negro music, bub. It's not respectable. I said clear off. Toot, toot, tootsie. So then he goes over to the girl, and she's like, that was terrible. I hated that. And then the uh, the black man who's the waiter next to him was like, that's the best music that's ever been played in this house. Which it probably definitely was. But when Indy plays... When he, when Indy jams with the band, he's not too good. Um, but yeah, and I'm glad to see. So I'm looking at Jeffrey Wright's page right now, and this isn't gonna be the only time we see Sydney. He's gonna awesome. be he's gonna be in the scandal of 1920, which is our ne- which is the next episode. Well, I think that also uh, Hemingway is also in that. Oh, really? Because at the end, Hemingway says he's gonna go to what did he say? He's gonna go to. Europe or something to gonna go to, to Paris. Yeah. Paris, that's right. Paris. Yes, to, uh, to be to be a with that whole group from. Or, or um, yeah, he's gonna be with that that whole group from Midnight in Paris. You know. Ah uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, got a couple other uh famous people here. I I recognized uh, Keith David. He plays King Oliver, who's another uh-huh. uh, who's another jazz player. Oh, um, he's he's like in he's like in other TV shows and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think he's I don't think he's in any like movies or anything. Oh no! Oh, he plays he voices um the Shadow Man. In what? From Princess and the Frog. Oh, that's oh, awesome! That's wow, amazing. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of like uh, just bouncing around. Like yeah, we also have Goldie Williams uh, as well, who's like, um, at at like the jazz She's a singer, right? Yeah, which oh, is like I love again her another voice. singer. And the I we have to play the clip when they go to the church because the beautiful, beautiful. I mean, she just she never lets up. She gets like several, several beautiful, beautiful songs. Um, yeah, no, and I she's love, just I going love the songs for it. that she sings. They're like, mm-hmm. they're they're very sexy. Like the songs that she sings are just yeah. gorgeous. Oh my goodness! It, there was just so much time in this to really show off 
jazz and music and awesome singing and, and, and it was just so cool to watch that um I, I definitely want to show to, to do the clip of uh, the different kinds of jazz music from all around the world. Oh yeah, so after Indy plays, it wasn't very good, and and he's like, you know, what do you what do you doing, Indy? Like that's not what do you playing? And he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm jazzing, I'm doing jazz. And he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. No, you're and not. Then, doing jazz. And then that's when he kind of goes through everything um, with the piano. I loved watching like the the hands on the piano he's like playing so fast yeah it's so cool and i'm really excited to to play it um it, it's it's so neat he's he's like piano man play play this you'll hear piano man turkey in the straw street time <laughs> so great i love it yeah and shortly after that uh, so indy starts to feel better he's not really feeling too great he's kind of like you know oh well i tried to play and i was really enjoying it and now i just know that i suck at it um but then he goes on a nice walk with sydney yeah and uh do you have that time code already i kind of like what he tells him and um kind of the tune that he gives him to kind of work with uh well what's the time you have uh 28 minutes and 31 seconds is that the right okay. one okay i think so I'm going. Me? My mama told me I went from one chair in the living room to another. Across the room, grab a chair. Across the room, grab a chair. Back, forth, forth, back. Then I run back and forth. And I hop. Then I jump. But I got the basics of walking first. You get up from crawling and start running. No. Way to get confident is to learn one thing at a time. I got a tune for you. You love it? It's talking to me. <laughs> you saying 
Please don't let him abandon his baby. <laughs> I want to play music too. So he gave Indy some homework. Basically, and I love this because, you know, you definitely see a lot of the time we see Indy just playing the very basic, basic note. He really doesn't try, like, jazzing it up until he really starts, like, feeling it and he just starts, like, playing what he's feeling. Because, again, Sydney um, talks about how jazz is, like, rhythm plus improvisation but it's also a lot about emotion as well and um and that's kind of where i think that's when the episode kind of starts to shift a bit more like you know it kind of gets a little dark it gets a little real it gets a little serious it gets a little scary like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff kind of starts happening yeah. from this point forward that Definitely. like indy is observing and indy's experiencing that's like kind of helping him figure out how to do jazz yeah, so he's walking on the beach, he's practicing, he walks over to uh, this roped-off area, and everybody's staring at him, and he just gets a lot of stares. Yeah, tensions are really high, we also kind of see this um, earlier in the episode when, you know, Indy wants to go back to that same club that he got kicked out of, which they were very rough with him Oh yeah, oh, last yeah. time. They threw him into water. They were tossing around Elliot's beanie. I'm like, I'm like, are we five year olds? Like, why are you guys, <laughs> are you guys tossing around this guy's beanie like a hot potato? Like, what's going on here? Um, but you know, Indy's like, you know, I'll just leave at the first sign of trouble. And there were many signs of trouble, and he still <laughs> didn't go. Like, the, no, some guy wouldn't even let him in because he's like, you know, you shouldn't be here. And then everyone's like, no, he's cool. He's cool. He's with us. He's our friend. Um, well, before and, that, we do have the the wonderful singing voice in the church as well, right? Okay, I, I guess I guess that happened bef- before yeah, he goes happens. back to the club again. Yeah, so basically, uh, oh, okay. he he goes to church and then he goes home with the, his family. Right, he goes to uh, sun- and, and Sunday meets the brother. Din- Sunday lunch dinner. He he, mm-hmm. he has a meal with the family on Sunday after church. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so he wanted to that's, play. Yeah, I mean, I just want to play, like, a tiny bit of her singing, because it's so beautiful. It's, like, amazing. Indy is very much enjoying this this Sunday service. Anyway, that was just that for like five minutes and it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. And then um, 
And then, then he goes course... home to talk to his family. Yes, which I think I have uh, 30... What is happening over there, man? Oh, I don't know. Regular <laughs> stuff. Um, at 34 minutes and 30 seconds, I think, is when he's talking to um, the son who was in the army. Yes. I really like that conversation, too, because the guy, like, really wasn't too sure about Indy at first. And, you know, because after church, everyone, he was getting kind of weird He's getting looks. some looks. Yeah, yeah he's getting some being looks. There. Um, but he kind of, like, connects with this guy because they both went, were in the war together and they were talking about, like, their experiences and, you know, the people that they killed and the people who had to die because of this war and how terrible it is. Um, and, um... And again, brings up some more tension. Uh, do you want to play the time code, or do you want to just like talk about what he said? I can play it if you want. Is it is it at thirty four minutes? Yeah, um, I'll just play a tiny bit of it. Um, let's see, yeah, towards towards the end. See, Jake fought in the Great War. Yeah, I did too. Hmm. What unit? I joined the Belgian Army in sixteen. I was infantry in Europe, then in Africa, then I joined the intelligence service. I didn't know you were soldier, Jonesy. Machine gunner, second division. CJ was in my skip out of it. <laughs> or let him wear our boots, huh? Easiest way to kill him might have been to put a helmet on him and call him soldiers. It's being back home that counts. Time heals wounds. Time changes things. Did you kill anyone? Well, there's a war. When he talks about killing anyone, I'm going to keep going. Split second when you're alive and with their memories. Coming home, going to college with Here kids who've never seen so much death. Sometimes it feels strange. And what don't feel right is going through all that, coming home and not having no job. Don't worry, you'll get a job. I've been pounding the pavement since I've been back. The right thing will happen over time. Time. Don't talk to me about time. I risked my neck for this country. They say we was fighting to keep this land of opportunity. Well, where's my opportunity? Booker T. Washington. And don't give me Booker T., Dad. Go on with your life, your work, keep your family together. Well, the dad goes off and he doesn't like how he was, um, like, just saying that he wanted to kind of rebel. And, and the dad's like, don't do that. It's not good to be right in and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because. Again, in this time of tension, which is why I thought this episode was going to go in a way different direction, because, like, yeah. this was kind of happening. I thought there was going to be a riot happening later on, like, because mm. because the idea of rioting was kind of, like, getting started. People really aren't going to learn unless they're shown, prob- possibly with violence, that that this is wrong. Um, and I really liked what the son had to say about, like, you know, I just... Because he talks about, like, wanting to go to uh, law school and just... Yep. And he wants people to change because they know it's for it's for the right thing and because that's what justice is, like not have not having to fight to 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 get to get done what's right, but mm-hmm. just people realizing that that's the right thing to do. Um and so I thought this episode was going to go in a way other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, this is Goldie's brother, I see. Yeah, so it's, it's, it definitely, I thought it was going to be a little bit more civil rights heavy, uh, but yeah, you know, it yeah. is, it is the 1920s, so, uh, there's not a lot going on. They did say that there was a riot that took place after white swimmers refused to save a drowning black child, so that's, like, horrible. Um, and, 
So they were talking about that as well. And then they go to the club and try to get Indy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see like, that. I see that now. <laughs> My notes were after that part. Uh-huh. Um, and they go to, and they're like, oh, Indy, you know, we can try to get you in. It's going to be hard. They're not going to let you in because you're white. And he's, they're like, yeah, we'll try. We're going to vouch for him. Um, and their trumpeteers, Louis Armstrong and Oscar Peppa Celestin are there, um, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, and uh, and and things things could have definitely gone gone worse, but I think things went well, all things considering. Um, yeah, and they talk more about um, the the kind of like in, interesting reverse discrimination that Indy feels in this um, all black scene at the moment, um, and CJ is like telling him more about how he wants to be a lawyer, so it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's where he brings up the lawyer. Yeah, because uh, yeah, in the the waiter wouldn't wouldn't wait on Indy. Uh, it was clearly just kind of being ignored again, getting the, getting the looks, um, and uh, not really feeling like he's welcome. But uh, mm-hmm. but is is this the scene where he also plays? Does he play? Here? No, not in this bar. No, he oh, okay. he practices more. Um, no no surprise there uh <laughs> and then Sid, spends a Sid lot of time him playing at Col- Colosimo's restaurant right when he's like kind of on yeah. break sitting Colosimo's at, like... yeah so after he's playing like jazz uh at school then he's playing jazz on the train and then he's you know playing jazz in his room and his poor roommate has to hear him all the fucking time and then he goes to Colosimo's and uh gets his big break and that's after uh, um, Sydney sees him playing in the back and is like, dude, you can do it. You can do jazz now. <laughs> is this where we meet the the new wife of, of Col- Colosimo? Yes. And it's Jacqueline from <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Well, it's also, she's also in 30 Rock. That's what she's more known for. Well, I know her. <laughs> I know her as Jacqueline. Um, yeah, Jane Krakowski. Yes, Jane yes. Krakowski. And my brother uh, saw her like a month or two ago uh, getting juice at Juice Press. So that was cool. <laughs> there you go. Just like any any other human, any other person, normal person, just getting some juice. Yeah, my brother's a big 30 Rock fan. So he he was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I should give it another shot. I tried watching it. The first season just was not doing it for me. Um, so yeah, Indy after the beautiful woman sings, Indy gets to hear gets to to go up and do his thing after Sydney says, "I'd like to invite up a friend." And uh Indy pretty much kills it and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, he does a really good job and then um and then I think immediately afterwards like the the restaurant thing happens, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, yeah. no, because no, 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 no. Yeah, well, basically, Indy goes home at three a.m. and Elliot's like, "Dude, you got in at three, and you were not quiet about it." And um, and then Indy goes and to... classes in five minutes, so like Indy's yeah. just not going to class sometimes. Yeah, I guess I don't know if he's struggling. What's going on with that? But then they're all in the back of the kitchen. 
Oh, and there was also his scene, his interesting scene in his classroom where he's talking to his professor and he asked that question because they're talking about Rome, Roman, Greeks, Romans and their music and how like it was very yeah. mathematical and like lo- logical or something. Yes. And, and Indy, of course, brings up like jazz and how they use emotion as well and like choosing as a form of expression. And the professor's just like, no, the Romans never, never used emotion. And they're just like being a real stickler. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting scene. Um, and then, oh, and right after, um, Goldie's brother tells him that he's going to be a lawyer. He like kind of looks around his classroom and he only sees, he only sees one, one black student. Yeah. Um, so Indy's really observing like what's happening, which is why I thought this episode was gonna go in another direction. <laughs> not in like a mob killing direction at all. No, not in a mob killing direction. In, into into complete anarchy. It really is just I <laughs> <What>? mean <laughs> it descends into madness. This it really episode. does. I like did not know what, what was I was so confused the second half. So <laughs> So the next day, um Indy's back at work at the restaurant and, you know, someone tries to come in and his coworkers like, you know, hey, we're not open yet. We're closed. And the person closes the door. And then, um, and then the owner's there very early one morning, uh, which is not usual. And he goes to the door and he gets shot. The owner Yeah, we hear a gunshot. Gets shot. <laughs> yes. And everybody's like, what was that? I knew something bad was going to happen because, like, there was some very, like, very... Uh, what is it like suspenseful music playing like very suspenseful oh yeah oh yeah it was it so I was like oh man. and it was very, very quiet I was like oh what's gonna happen very different from something else that happens later that is also suspenseful but the music is so upbeat that I I'm like oh nothing bad's gonna happen yeah <laughs> we'll get we'll get there um, so they hear the gunshot, you know, Indy comes out and he's like it's like what happened and you know the police come and they're like oh we'll look into it um, yeah, and that's where it's... we see Hemingway. He comes in. He's from the yeah. Chicago Tribune, trying to get it, trying to get the scoop. I just completely. It took me just a minute to figure it out. I feel so bad. I was like, I recognize this dude. He Indy so knows familiar. him. Yeah. And I was like, I remember him, and I cannot remember what is going on. Um, also, the other person who arrives is Ben Hecht, who's also a screenwriter. Um, oh, okay. So that was another person who I, I can see it. Um, who was also a journalist for the newspaper for a newspaper at a time, like a, probably a competing one. Yeah, maybe a competing at the newspaper. Trivia? I don't know. Yeah, um, and the the ch- the chief of police there as well. So we've got a lot of um, Chicago <laughs> mobster people, people in the very corrupt Chicago uh, scene of nineteen twenty. Um, which we do see in the funeral procession later. Um, but they also, they run into, like, this random dude who's a bartender as well. And they're, like, talking to him, and he's really smug for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of start, they kind of start cluing, cluing for looks. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, they see, they see, uh, Colosimo's like rings are gone, and yeah, and Elliot's got gotten in on this as well because he's really interested in it for some reason. Yeah, and some money was gone, and and like he had like tw- like well, how much money did he have in him? Like two hundred thousand dollars or something. 
Dude, I was not really paying attention to how, like, the specifics of this like investigation. I, I, I was kind ex- of in and out. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I was not really paying it. They were just, like, throwing around all this information, and it just was like, yeah, okay, who is it? Okay, like, especially at the funeral procession. Um, oh, my God, Emily, did you notice what, that when what? they're talking in... in <laughs> they're talking in Indy's bedroom... Yes. Um, you know, Hemingway and Elliot and Indy, and they've got these massive sandwiches in their hands. Yes. Dude, those are mortadella sandwiches. Are they really? Like, that's, they fucking look like mortadella sandwiches. Oh, man. I really miss mortadella, man. <laughs> oh, I, I know. You, I'm sorry, you're vegetarian. You maybe could figure out some way to make fake mortadella. Like out of tofu no, I think instead. I think if if I'm ever like really just just craving some mortadella, I'll just I'll just get some. It's gotta be it's gotta be it's gotta be the the fucking the best. top the best mortadella ever. Like it's gotta have to be mortadella at your grandparents' house or something. Like that's yeah. the mortadella. It's gonna have to be. You definitely have convinced me to go get that. I just I I see it and I'm like oh from oh, the deli I need that in my life. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! Yes, oh, I want. I want to come back to New York just so I could go to that deli and get that mortadella. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, yeah. All okay. right. So Elliot's very intrigued in this case, and he's kind of turned into like a little Sherlock of sorts. Yes. Um, kind of like you know, looking him at and like his little he, hat. he has him and his little hat. He has a friend at the morgue, so he goes and talks to his friend. His friend's just showing him all the pictures of the crime scene. Yeah. And, uh, and he's just taking photos of these with his little his little box camera. I know, like, and, that's okay. Just like, take photos. Like, this is just okay to do. Yeah, and Hemingway is just, like, not having it. He's like, oh, what's the square doing here? He doesn't know anything about uh, about, uh, you know, detective work and, you know, criminal science. Um, and, uh, but no, Elliot is proving to be very useful and helpful, and um, and yeah, then they go to the funeral procession to kind of see who shows up, and they meet this this guy with like a cut on the side of his face, and he's yeah, holding which a is kid. suspicious in in <laughs> itself. And I was like, okay, what's up with this guy's face? And um, and Indy knew him because he was a bartender at Colosimos, right? Yes. And did you okay. see that weird funeral thing where they, there was like a yes a whole, what like was that man made out of flowers with a yeah. tie and all and then yeah, there's like a tux, head on top yes his tux was made of flowers and yes there was like some weird like that that wasn't actually his body right like they, they no, made like they it was ma- in i don't understand <laughs> how they made that they, what i i don't that? know what that kind of what that is at all like i, like I can't even detailed mannequin face to look like his face just like standing up in a car i don't i don't know but it freaked me out yeah was... not to mention like we've got like just all these random people that they're trying to tell us about um in this funeral possession uh it's just like all these you know like the mayor and this opera singer and then this irish mobster and it's just like and then, of course, there's his ex-wife that shows up at the the funeral. Um, but so the guy who's who's standing in the in the it's road like they, is Al they Brown. Had a, they had a lot of like story and character building to do in this very short amount of time. Like you needed you needed to know who the owner of the restaurant was. You needed to know that he was an important figure in the mob and he was an important person in society. Like he had a bunch of connections. He was probably one of the top mob leaders. 
and now yeah. he's just and now he's just dead and this is a super big deal like in the mob community so it's just like they had a lot of ground to cover in such a short amount of time because i even they really said did. i was i said i said <laughs> i wonder if this will be the whole like before the sh- the the like right as the shooting happened i was like something is finally happening 50 minutes in <laughs> like yeah it's like what it, it's just, and it seems like the whole jazz thing, like, nothing really happens in that either. Like, there's not really a plot. It's they kind of just, building like... building as if something was going to happen, but then yeah. completely <sighs> turned it around. It's like, it's a weird... Th- these, like, half-episode situations are s- just so strange. You know, it's like, you can only get so much going between it. They don't write them very well, but they're fun. They're definitely fun. Yeah, this one was definitely a lot better written than some other ones that we've that we've watched. I'll I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, so you bring up the ex-wife. She comes to the 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 funeral, funeral and like she's the, like the she's like yelling at Jacqueline, <laughs> saying that she yeah. was the one who killed him, and everyone's saying that it was her and she hired the hitman. And Indy has to like escort her out, and she's like like. And, when did she ever meet Indy? Because she was talking to him as if she knew him. Yeah, she goes, Jonesy. And I'm like, what? when did she meet him? She goes, Jonesy, you know it wasn't me. I would never hire him. And I loved, I loved it. I made him the man he is today. And I'm just like, wow. How do you, when did you two meet? This is all happening so quickly. Also, Jane Krakowski wore an awesome outfit, but it was like a white, it was white, and it was like, why is she white? Why is she wearing a white dress? Yeah, those are not the colors you wear during a funeral. Not, do not know what decision that was. Like, But you look at this man's ex-wife, and then you look at Jane Krakowski, and you're like, there's no compare. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, this and, man and the was... total fake, like, mascara running down her face as this lady was, like, shaking her, and she's just like, ah! Like... <laughs> Yeah, but it's that's a whole like a complete side like it's basically a red herring like nothing go, gets nothing is important. That woman did act her butt off trying to trying to take the limelight. That's like that guy who runs in and is like, "Our boss has been murdered." Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, so somehow through a whole bunch of sleuthing and going back and forth and having these little detective meetings between Hemingway, Elliot, and Indy. Um, they, they come to a suspect and it's the lemonade company that Colosimo was trying to buy whiskey from. Like he had a shipment coming in and maybe. Oh dude, I didn't even know that shit. I, I was, I was very confused. (laughs) That was the whole reason why they had the warehouse fight. I know. Well, I didn't (laughs) understand why they were going to the warehouse. I I just didn't catch it. I, uh... okay. Well, I caught it. Uh, So, so I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. (laughs) <laughs> um, I get. I don't know how they came to this conclusion, but they're just like they're like, oh, if he if he received the shipment, it'll be in the cellar of the restaurant. So they go to the cellar. Indy says he forgets his school book, so the so the security guard lets him in, and he goes and checks. And it, I don't know. He checked a few bottles, and I'm like, how do you? How does that? Like they could have extras from the last shipment. Like what? But it seemed like they got the shipment. I'm really not sure. But somehow... He also finds that woman's earring, and we've literally never met this girl before, and it's like, oh, what's yeah, going this... on with this part? What? This lady was a piece of work. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was just like... Her accent was terrible, and I hated every second of the scene. Yes, but I she... will not make you listen to it again. It's... Oh, my gosh. No, in fact, I'll reenact it for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. She was like... She's like, oh, Indy, you found my earring. 
<laughs> and just saying, why did you never ask me out? Because <laughs> if you did, I would have said yes. And I'm just like, oh, my God, lady. Well, she says, and then you take my breath away, and then she puckers her lips up. And, and then Indy, Indy and does Indy boxing. Gets the, she gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, they end up at the warehouse because they found out. And then Elliot does this weird call where he pretends to be someone. And he's like, oh, I'm supposed to get a shipment from Lemonade Company. And I got mustard all over my, my delivery yeah. sheet. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what warehouse is it in? And, uh, and they tell him. So, they go to Warehouse 35. And that's where they find the That's where Irish, shit goes down. <laughs> yes. A lot of shit goes down. That's where they find the Irish mobster leader. Um mm-hmm. And they have this crazy shootout where they're like hiding behind stuff and like running over okay, people wait, wait, with wait. cars. What? I just I just have to say, did you notice that when they were in the car, we get that shot of um, uh, Elliot in the back, like I gotta return my aunt's car. Yes. Uh, by this time. Yeah. And he completely is dubbed over. Like it is not what he like he says tomorrow oh, morning. Yes. Oh, but yeah. it's, I don't know what he's saying instead. I could not figure it out. Um, it was very funny. It was like, oh, yeah. oh, I got His mouth was saying one thing. His mouth was moving one way, and he was saying something completely different. Yeah, just, just off the wall, completely the opposite thing. I have no idea what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, so we have a very, like, Scooby-Doo-esque, like, like chase scene. Um, oh, and, it uh, was... With the... it... <laughs> The music was fucking bonkers, too. I gotta play some of it. Okay. Just the fact that they were, like, getting shot at and they hid in the warehouse and didn't get killed. Like, it, it's just remarkable. But It just, it, it blows me away. Like, I do not know Indy, how they didn't die. <laughs> Indy hides under, like, they get shot at. They're getting shot at in this little warehouse that, like, the walls are paper thin. I have no idea how they survived. Um... They, they're running around. They accidentally shoot at one of them because Elliot takes a gun and just accidentally, like, shoots it through the window. Yes! <laughs> um, Elliot, like, tries to climb up some boxes. He ends up going into a, I think, a barrel. Um, Indy yes. goes under a car and... I don't, and I don't remember like where... goes up high, like, up on top of some crates. Like, he's, like, yeah. up towards the ceiling of this warehouse. Yeah, so, the, but then Elliot gets, like, all the crates get, like, the barrels get knocked, knocked over, and then Elliot has to get out of the barrel, and it's just, like, it's it's a fucking mess. Yeah, um, they all they all make noise, saying, like, where they are, and so they just have to keep, like, Elliot grabs a rope and, like, just haphazardly, like, tosses it over some guy as if that's gonna keep him, like, at bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like... <laughs> doesn't even try um, to knock him out. He just, like, tosses a, a roll of rope on him. Like, it just doesn't do anything. I'm gonna uh, play a little bit of this music and craziness going on. Indy's on top of the car. What? I didn't fill it up. I was in too much of a hurry. <laughs> it's 1920s hard days. Well, anyway, it's it's a lot of that. Yeah, and so they are 
of course get the it seems like they lose him for a bit but then the second the gas runs out of the car they stop and they of course get caught um by the irish mob and they're taken this was to, like, a, this... a fun a fun part though yeah so they get they get taken to like a flower shop or something um <laughs> where they're like tied up I... and they're like <laughs> There's like being questioned. I don't know. The scene, I really wasn't paying attention during the scene. I Okay. So, O'Bannon, the the boss of these gangsters, like puts them in the flower shop but then like releases them. For some reason he just doesn't kill them immediately. Like I don't understand how they did not get killed immediately. Like it does not make any sense that these he guys said, are he mobsters. He liked Indy or something. I don't know. Like they Indy said something or uh, Indy answered a question correctly, and he just decided to let him go. Yeah, again, I don't know why he didn't well, just kill him. He says he didn't kill Colisimo, and that's all they needed to know. So right. it's again, it's another red herring, and all this crap happened, and people might have died, and it's all fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Not to so mention it's... Elliot's aunt's car is now wrecked. Right, and out of gas. So who knows how that's going to turn out? Um, so. What happens after this? Do they just... Uh, uh, Indy goes back to the restaurant, right? And he yeah, sees... Yeah, the restaurant. There's somebody else singing. Um, he's still a waiter. He, um, I guess he, he sees ends some up... guy in the, in the office talking, mm-hmm. to the, talking to the manager or something. And it's, and it's that Al guy. It's that Al guy. Hmm. It's the... Ooh, Al, Al mm, Brown. Al? Al Brown. That was his name. That was his alias. Yeah. Um, yes. He was wearing... He was wearing the rings. He was looking all suited up as if he'd made a ton of money and he was on top of the world. Um, and that's when Indy, like, runs to the telephone and calls Elliot and Hemingway. And he's like, I figured it out. And then he goes, I figured it out. And then he goes, I figured it out. And so then they all met up. And they're like, so, it's Al Capone. (laughs) (laughs) They figure it out that it's actually this man named Al Capone. All three of them come to that conclusion at the same time. And the guy who plays Al is pretty cute. I mean, he's got that, like, good kind of suave look to him. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. It's it's cool that this was Al Capone because you don't realize it in the beginning. But then you're like, this guy was so smug at at the funeral. He was excited. Yeah, and uh, and you know they kind of go through his history. You know he was on the run from a murder he had done in, uh, and quite the reputation he'd built in New York, and so he was now mm-hmm. in Chicago at, under the alias Al Brown. And, oh goodness, uh, he's now, <laughs> and he's now, what the leader of the Italian mob? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and so they obviously take all of this information, including the photos and all this stuff directly to the head of the police, the, the oh, police yeah. chief. And oh, the guy's yeah. like, uh, it appears you he's don't like, have any evidence. And he rips up the photo that they found. He's like, oh, this evidence really can't do anything. And then he starts ripping stuff up. And then and Elliot, like, responds so dramatically. He's yeah. just like, he's like, but that's injustice. How could you do this? You're the policeman. And he's so, just, I was like, oh my goodness. He got really pissed, but then I looked it up, and Elliot, uh, this is what it says on the Indiana Jones uh, wiki. Elliot Ness was the chief investigator of the Prohibition Bureau, a leader of the Chicago group of crime fighters known as the Untouchables. He was partly responsible for the takedown of Prohibition-era gang boss Al Capone in 1931. 
Really? He did say to Hemingway that he that he wanted to do criminal studies, but he couldn't because like his parents wanted him to do something else. Like he was that was yeah. that was his interest. Yeah. So he was never actually a part of the police. He was kind of like his own like side thing. I think like they a- were part of the police, but oh, okay. he did bring he he was in an elite squad of prohibition officers. So oh. um and they were they were selected to be uncorruptible, it says, which is pretty cool, um, considering all the corruption. Yeah, Elliot's pretty uncorruptible, that's for sure. Um, he was uh, he was on the straight and narrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we find out it's Al Capone, so that's all cool, and then we get a little uh oh, and then at the very end, Indy is now able. To, to play, play the, the blues. blues. Because he knows that everything in life is fruitless. <laughs> yeah. This is how he becomes disillusioned. Basically. And basically becomes the person he is today, which is like everything I Wyoming. have to do is all for naught. It's all useless. It yeah. just has no point to anything. <laughs> 30 years later in Wyoming, where Harrison Ford is, the way he acts like that. And then at the very end, Harrison Ford is back in our lives. Um, he's finishing the story, and right as the the snowstorm ends, um, his friend's like, oh, the snowstorm stopped. And then, of course, that's when the bad guys come in, you know, at gunpoint. Yep. And uh, we, we get a very... We get a very Indiana Jones fight scene, you know, slapping guns out of hands and whacking people with his whip. A small, um, a smug guy with glasses and a weird smug, accent and a bowler hat or something. And a, some yeah, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Indy kind of uh, sits down, starts playing his saxophone like he's given up, and the poor Native American guy's like, "What the hell, dude? You were gonna protect me." And yeah. uh, then for some reason, he plays a very high note on his saxophone, and it busts off the uh, snow from snow. the trees and on the on the roof. <laughs> And it covers them completely. Yeah. Without which... covering without covering the instrument. It like perfectly is out of the snow in a hand. Like it's just quite uh, quite uh, corny. Um and uh and Indy ends up ends up saving this this uh priceless priceless cultural artifact. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Emily. Yes, that is the end. <laughs> we have made it. Um <laughs> I give oh my god. I give this episode uh uh, uh I I say it's like a a six saxophones out of 10 saxophones. Really a six? I Yeah. Okay. 6.5. 6.5 wow, saxophones. Wow, 6.5. Okay, I give this uh you know what? I agree with you. I'll I'll give it six face scars out of ten face scars. <laughs> okay, well that's that's the podcast, guys. We did get through it. The next one, um, which we did see uh oh also did you happen to see the um the poster for this on the Indiana Jones wiki, Emily? This episode? Uh the one we just watched? Is yeah. it like is it like Indy playing the sax and uh-huh. uh, and some curly haired blonde person at yeah. the bottom? Who, Who is, is that? Fuck is that? 
actual fuck is that supposed to be? I have no idea. So that's Sid. Who's the lady with the crown, like, with her with her face, like, looking super shocked? Like, who's that? I, I think that's, like, the singer lady. Um, Goldie? But just the, the fucking, the look of jo- Sean Patrick Flannery in that. He, he's playing this tiny saxophone like none other. It's just, his face oh, is all yeah. smushed up. It, it is just... Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, this poster's pretty terrible. <laughs> oh wow! Can we like can we like slide this into our um to the to the episode artwork, please? It, um, I, yes, but I it's just I gotta already edit this podcast, so I don't know. Maybe. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just I'll just add it as a picture to uh to the Twitter post if I can mm-hmm. do that. If I can do that. It's it's pretty great. Again, I don't know who this blonde, curly-haired person is. It it's, it escapes me. I really don't know. It doesn't escape me because I don't... I There's nothing to escape. I don't know who this is. So this um, was one... I'm looking at the very bottom of this very helpful uh, Indiana Jones wiki, and it has, honestly, a uh, interesting organization of things. So it's got the TV show, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, which have all the episodes, which are the early years, the warriors, and the years of change. Um, and we're, right now we're in the years of change, which makes sense. Uh, and then they've got like another thing where it's like the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which then it's broken down into feature-length episodes and TV movies, which also kind of uh, overlap with the Young Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> and then there's the theatrical movies. So we could be movies. watching, so, okay, my only concern is that when we skip between, like, Amazon Prime and YouTube, it's like, are we even, are these even the same episodes? Like, like, are we, like, um, are we two so. separate versions? Like, I don't no, know. Because why did the I, Amazon I, Prime version not even have 22 episodes? It only had 21 episodes. What happened? I know, it skipped this episode. I don't know, but... We definitely have um, the next one being The Scandal of 1920, so um, you all can look forward to that. Um, Should be fun. We will try our best to get those out sooner rather than later. I know we got held up because of the Oscars, but um, (sighs) there should be a a lull, uh, a a little bit of a lull in the next movies coming out. Like, it's just be just like blockbusters, so I think we should be able to get these out. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad we have an extra indie episode. I was afraid we only had 21. I thought this was oh, our second to last episode. I feel like they're basically, like, coming out of thin air right now. Like, we said, oh, we only got two more. Like, last time, turns out we had three oh, more. Like, oh, we've been yeah, we've been sad to, like, d- to let indie go for so long, and yet it's been, like, it's been a year since we've been saying that. Like, no lie. And lies. watch so... them magically pop up, like, a 23rd episode. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, know. Emily, there's, there's a lot of background stuff that we haven't watched, um, so that's that's gonna be great we're gonna have to watch all of that when we're over um so anyways thanks for listening everybody if you like this episode you can leave us a comment uh it would be great if you could rate and review us on itunes um excuse me apple podcast because that helps other people find us you can also uh rate and review us on soundcloud and also on the google play store um we have social media, so please follow us. We have a Twitter. It is at Buy the Popcorn. We have an Instagram at All Buy the Popcorn Podcast. And we also have a Facebook page where you can find um, 
links to our merch and fun stuff like that. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. We are nearing the end of Young Indiana Jones. Let us know what show you want us to do next. <laughs> yes! Um, what What kind of ideas do we have going around? Uh, Golden Girls? Down, Downton <laughs> Abbey? Golden oh, Girls? Right. Downton Abbey. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Time is, is elusive. It gets away from us very easily. Oh, so true. So true. But we will be back again probably next month <laughs> with another okay. Indiana Jones. Thanks for, Thanks for listening, listening, everybody. Bye! Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.